Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey, it's Mike, and it's uh, old religion, dystopia, knowing versus belief. Uh, it is five five uh, two thousand seventeen, allegedly. I'm supposed to be having part three with uh, Greg Yost about his uh, horse people encounters. We call them Sasquatch, whatever. Uh, but he's not answering. So, don't know what to say. I'll try again, and hopefully it works. And if not, then I will read uh, something from uh, Frontiers of Zoology, blogspot.com. Um, and it is uh, from Dale A. Drennan, 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 and has been a researcher in the field of cryptozoology for the past 30 years and, a, and has corresponded with Bernard Paul Vellmans and Ivan T. Sanders. He has a degree in anthropology. Oh my gosh! Weaponization of anthropology. Anthropology. From Indiana University, he is a freelance artist and writer. A motto: "Quote: I would rather be right and entirely alone than wrong in the company with all the rest of the world." Ambrose Parr father of modern surgery and his refutation on fake unicorn horns. And as a members, uh, member of the Crypto Crew, you can find the CryptoCrew.com. Please visit our sister blog, Frontier of Anthropology, uh, which I've joined at least one of them. I think it's Frontiers of Zoology. I don't know if I've been approved yet for anthropology yet. It's a new group of trying to trying out fictional projects, including crypto fiction projects, uh, which is uh, Cedar and Willow blog, spot.com, Kyle German's blog. Demon Hunters, Camponium, uh, blogspot.com, Jay's blog, Bizarre Zoology, uh, Bizarre Zoology, blogspot.com. This is uh, from um, Monday night, April 12th. 
Ontario tree ape. And has a video that you can find on YouTube. New video footage on YouTube. Claims Bigfoot in trees of Ontario. So, that's a very interesting one. Uh-huh. Then he's got a drawing of a lumberjack forester with a tree uh, with a tree ape inside a hollowed out tree with a big stick about ready to bash him over the head. Ontario's got a topography of Ontario. Uh, another drawing sketch of a tree ape with a big looks more like a tree or a wood mountain giant. Uh, yeah, I don't know. In this case, the best match for what people are reporting or recording on videotapes and is with old-time lumberjacks, quote, fearsome critter, and a quote, the agropelter or agropelter. Um, Abropelter is another way of saying it. A kind of large monkey or ape that hides in trees and makes its presence known by flying down, down dead branches on human beings below. This is commonly written off as a complete invention, but please consider these two facts. One, Bigfoot reports in the area commonly include the part about dead branches flung at witnesses, and two, this is a known behavior of the orangutan among other apes. Got another interesting sketch of the same thing of the lumberjacks and a tree ape throwing a branch at the, they get ready to at least. Along with these is the independent observation that the size and shape and color of the Bigfoot in the video at the top of this uh, entry exactly matches an orangutan among. Also, and if you watch it, it's true. They got uh, the uh, video, and um, um, and these are some stills, not only uh, in Ontario but also in New York, of uh, monkey-like or ape-like creatures swinging from trees and being perched in trees. So. What do you do about that? Mm-hmm. Monkey up in the tree in Maine. So there's another one. Gorilla in the tree in Quebec. Uh, southernmost Ontario and Quebec might seem an unlikely place for a tree-living ape to settle, but in fact, the area does supply a lot of acorns and pine nuts. And this section of Canada also has large numbers of 
fruit-bearing trees such as apple trees, being the only part of Canada where raising fruit trees is commercially important local industry. There's got a picture of a um, orangutan best match for the series report. And there's been now several reports of a creature living in the forest in Ontario, in New York, now Maine. So I don't know what you make of it. I, I um, my personal feeling is there's more than one type of primate. Also, there's more than just primates going on here. Um, that we have different types of entities. I'm seeing something very interesting. Um, I'm noticing, especially uh, credit goes out to um, Colorado Sasquatch, Colorado Bigfoot, I should say. Before I go any further, I should make sure I'm not saying the wrong thing. Colorado Bigfoot. And his um, his some of his photography uh, filming, uh, I'm finding, uh, and I think he is as well, finding more than one creature, and that these creatures look different from each other. They all have faces, and they're all over the place. But. Uh, some of these guys look like big old apes, and some of these look like demons, and there's no better other word to say. It's demonic. I'm not saying they're demonic. I'm just saying this. Uh, some of them look like uh, they could be tree apes. Uh, some of them look like birds. Some of them look... Uh, uh, I mean, some strange things going on here. Truly some high strangeness. Uh, stacking of heads and faces uh, in the woods. Now, is it that somebody's going out of their way to do that? I don't know. And I could be, but I don't think so. Going back to totem poles and what might they be, their spiritual symbol, symbolism, could they be these totem poles part of them and I'm only conjecturing on my own without asking a proper, uh, I guess, folks for their their tradition and what they feel it means. Uh, that there's this symbolic, the bare minimum of what they themselves have seen in the woods or that it's some way of warding them off. Maybe we can look up so, um, so totem, uh, this is, the, of course, the English version of it, uh, a natural object or animal believed by a particular society to have spiritual significance and adapted by it as an emblem. Now we'll look into uh, 
Native American legends and Native American totem animals and their meanings. And if you look at these different, there is a video out for guides. Uh, well, the thing is, it becomes, you know, you hear different things, just represents this and that. Um, but I'm seeing these things actually in the woods. So what does that mean? The totem is a, is a spiritual being, sacred object, or symbol of a tribe, clan, family, or an individual. Native American traditions provide that each person is connected with nine different animals that will accompany him through life acting as guides. Different animals, also called spirit guides and or slash power animals, come in and out of our lives depending on the direction that we are headed and the task that needs to be completed along our journey. Native uh, beliefs further explain that totem animals is one that is with you for life, both in the physical and spiritual world. Though people and may identify with different animal guides throughout their lives. It is this one totem animal that acts as the main guardian spirit. <clears throat> While this one animal, a connection is shared either through interest in the animal characteristics, dreams, or other interaction. The animal guide offers uh, power and wisdom to the individual when they, quote, communicate with it, conveying their respect and trust. This does not necessarily mean that he or she has actually touched or spent time with the animal, more that they are open to learning the lessons. This lessons for some knowing what is the their totem animal is also an innate process. It uh, it's as if they they've always known and explicitly drawn to the animal and having the uh, special feeling for the animal's energy. For others, they wonder how to tell what the animal totem is. Here are some questions to ask yourself if you're wondering what your animal totem is. Have you ever felt drawn to one animal or another without being also able to explain it? Why? Could This could be a type of living creature including birds and insects. Notice this says, this could be. Does a certain kind of animal consistently appear in your life? It does, doesn't necessarily have to be, a phys, in, to be a physical appearance. It could be represented in other ways such as receiving card letters uh, with the same animal 
pictured over and over unexplainable dreams as particular animals watching television and seeing the same animal featured time and time again and, and acting and actually having an animal show up. When you go to the zoo, <laughs> uh, this is boring. Uh, okay, uh, are there animals that you find to be extremely frightening and intriguing? Uh, is there a particular animal that you're free, you see frequently when you're out in nature? Have you been bitten or attacked by an animal? Have you ever had recurring dreams about a certain animal or dream from childhood that you have never been able to forget. If you still need more help, ask the universe for dreams. One thing is remember, I, I can't. The, the totem itself is a symbolic representation of these animals. This could uh, be any number of items. Create the totem pole, an emblem, a small figurine, engraved and painted stones, and anything else that depicts your animal. And I like to throw spirit in there. And there's something going on. Um, and, of course, they're going to just show you things like uh, uh, the typical animals. But they don't... Let's see. Do I see... No, I don't see any of that stuff. So uh, there's something not right about things because uh, there's stacking going on. And the stacking I'm talking about is my finding these pictures uh, and groups of um, these uh, quote-unquote Sasquatch. Sasquatch. I got a feeling we're being misled with the name. Okay. Another term for Bigfoot. Not a very good definition. Every creature like human being reported to exist in Northwest in the western Canada, both, which needs to be redefined because it's found everywhere, you know, from 6 to 15 feet tall. Also called Bigfoot. That's the best they got. Huh? Something not right going on, brothers. If you say, well, you know, spirits can't leave footprints, who says they can't? Who, who says they can't? And with the uh, uh, yeah, everyone talks about the bipedal, uh, all the other things. But the problem is, I'm seeing animals or beings 
Uh, well, some of them are actually like faces that are appearing out of the um, the actual trees themselves. So you can say paradoyalia all you want, but that doesn't, it's not adding up. I see that many of these individuals, like uh, right here's one, and this is uh, from Ed Waterman, and I see one, two, three heads on top of each other. Different, each one has a different look about them. One's conical, and then one is not so. One is a little more hideous looking. One is more ape-like. One is more scary-like. Uh, I'm seeing beings that have, um, I, I'm, I'm going to say it out there. I, I see uh, beings with, uh, almost look like they got wood beaks, or, or not wood beaks, beaks like a bird, but the dark eyes. I'm seeing uh, um, beings uh, with very large heads. In the company of ones with uh, smaller heads, uh, many of them have set back eyes. Um, I don't know what to think of it, except that we've been told all our lives that there's a spirit world out there, and you can say it's pareidolia all you want, but I'm seeing it. Um, what I plan on doing with, uh, is to draw these faces, uh, regardless of what anybody thinks, um, because there's something, there's a truer connection with the totem pole, uh, as much as people like that. It's just like everything else. There's the uh, exoteric and the esoteric meaning of many of these things. Um, you know, very just basically all human groups, societies have this kind of mystery school concept in their existence. And it all seems to lead to uh, spirit entities uh, and uh, that aren't, they're not good. They're tricksters, the best. Some of them maybe are telling you the truth. Although I have never had any truth told to me about anything. Although I'm seeing their faces, so... And why it's so hard to find them? Uh, it's a combination of things thereof. Something deeper going on in the forests of North America and uh, and both throughout the whole world. Um... Once again, I don't believe in the globe, so I don't believe we live in a realm. And these spiritual entities seem to be uh, picked up by uh, digital cameras and, uh, uh, well, cameras in general. Um, part of all this stuff, we talk, learn about uh, the history of development of television. Now, it was just about a weapon, but it's also a military weapon designed for you know propaganda. But it was also a way of maybe channeling spirits because people have always known their spirits, and it's crazy as people all sound who talk about these things. Admittedly, uh, there's something to it. 
Uh, 49, going on 49 and a half. So this is, I mean, the past few, several years have I actually come to any kind of, starting to come to any kind of truly realization that there really is something going on spiritually. And that there are many dark entities and creatures. And uh, I have, a, I, it, nothing makes sense why we're here. Um, it's just to, to accept Jesus Christ. And none of that makes any sense to me. Um, I'm not saying you're not supposed to. I'm just saying there's so much more to this strangeness, the high strangeness that you live in and I live in. Um, why are we so enslaved in the uh, synthetic world that's been created for us? Is it simply that we're chattel and resources for other men? Or are those men that are treating us as chattel actually the ones who truly are possessed by some kind of demonic forces that um, cause them to keep doing that which is insane, madness, mass murder, stealing, lying, enslaving, not encouraging people to be individual, not encouraging people to uh, challenge official narratives. Or the the many official narratives. So, I don't know, I'll try again. Maybe it's like just the last show, Greg. Um, just running late and forgot. Am I calling the wrong number? If that's the case, I'll try to call again because that could be the problem. So sorry about the delay there. Could be just a short show. That's okay. The thing is, um, there is been there is high strangeness going on. Uh, things are becoming more and more uh, recognized, if you will. This urban urban dictionary sex squash is official name for Bigfoot. I don't think it's even appropriate at this point. Just because you see Bigfoot steps doesn't mean there's not other things going on and demon. If there's entities, spiritual entities out there that can do things like move items and stuff and whatever, then. I don't know why I can't even do that. I'm not saying all of it's that. I don't know. I don't know any of it. None of it makes any sense. Zero makes any sense. 
I mean, it's uh, my conspiratorial mind or my research is that it's like potentially another uh, sign up. I mean, people don't understand the fact that there are literally are people amongst you that are getting paid to basically deceive you. And whether you like it or not, all you have to do is look at 9-11. All you have to do is look at NASA, what's really going on there. Let's look at the transhumanist movement, singularity. Look at what they want to do with trying to change people's identity, confusing their sexuality, giving them the illusion that they actually have some kind of choice in anything that's going on. Um, you know... And really, you don't. You don't own your land. You don't own the car. You don't. You know the clothes on your back, technically, and that. Uh, and so you, you know, and you don't really have a freedom of really <clears throat> making your own choices in life. Really, and it, so the people making their choice, their choices for you, whether you believe or not. Even if you choose, you know, I'm going to be a lawyer or a doctor or a scientist, or you're going to be this, that, or the other. These are all paradigms, constructs that other people have presented before you. Um, you know, uh, there's no money in being yourself, that's for sure. So I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know what's going on with old good old Greg. Greg gave me the thumbs up, so I sent a message, friendly message. I'm having a weird week. Uh, maybe there's something spiritually really is going on um, because I'm seeing things that other people aren't seeing. And maybe I don't fit the details, or maybe I don't fit the... Uh, uh, I don't fit performance the group. And I'm not going to, you know, shut up about things. I'm going to be looking at things. I'm not... And people say, "Well, you're not doing the research. You're not on the um, doing the, you know, the boots on the ground kind of thing." And you're right. And I'm glad other guys are doing it. I'm glad other guys are sharing their videos because I'm seeing things that maybe they're not seeing or can see or, or want to see. But when I look at these videos, and I see uh, still after still after still, I don't see beauty. I see creatures that are uh, contradict everything about nature. I mean, I guess there has to be the ugly too, and it's all part of the whole thing. But uh, yeah, makes you all wonder. That's for sure. What is it all about? Why is it after all these years people can't identify yet they see it? They see something. They see something that's hairy, grassy. You hear stuff that's made out of chlorophyll. Um, well, you know, uh, some of it is has been killed. I mean, I'm seeing, I'm seeing squatches that are green. Uh, are de- entities that are? I shouldn't even be called squatches. I don't even know what the right name is for these things. Let's say entities. I'm seeing creatures or entities that are green. They just blend into the the, the foliage. 
and you can say it's, it's pareidolia, and you can say that it's how uh, the pixelization now, it's, you know, can, you know, or it could be a hoax, or it could be mask. I mean, all that could be true. Um, and I'm not saying what it is. I'm just saying this is what I'm saying. So I don't know. You know, it was monthly. Greg wanted to do it at eleven o'clock, but you know, maybe he was tired. Maybe he had too many beers. I don't know. Make a bad person, but. Not that important, I guess. At the end of the day, he's got his life. I got mine. Although I'd like to talk to him and hear what he has to say. Maybe he has nothing to say. Uh huh. But um, it's weird what's going on. So um, people, that my guests are getting sick not responding, doing all sorts of weird things. Now, maybe part of them is because they get paranoid. Maybe somebody says something. It's so easy to be judged. It's so easy to be criticized. It's so easy to be um, uh, you know, we've been we have been trained to not trust each other and this is the way it is, you know. So everyone's a shill, everyone's a, a troll, everyone's a, doesn't fit the bill, you know. Yes, you know, Mike. Why are you doing what you're doing? It's, I, I am doing this because I uh, want to force the issue and uh, to learn and to grow and understand my world. And I understand. I understand that part of it is to reach out to others. Um, because I know no one's going to reach out to me. Now I could write a book and I can do a couple of interviews, but uh, that's not the, anything that I want. I, first, I don't want to be trapped into the uh, snare of writing a book. That in the end, I would have to change it or you know apologize to the, all those who spend money on it, only to find out that half it's wrong. I mean, I'm hearing all sorts of things from people. You know, this portal thing, well, you know, there maybe there is a spiritual thing that's going on. And maybe it has nothing to do with the portal. I would bet anything that it's just another thing that would be told not to really focus on what's really going on. If we have spiritual entities, animal entities, that the totem, as the Native Americans say we do, that accompany us, what makes you think that the uh, other creatures would not have the same thing if they have any kind of uh, intelligence and kind of life into them, any kind of consciousness? You know, it's not our place to judge. I mean, when I look at even the fish in, in my fish tank, they are... It might be all be driven by, you know, food and shelter, per se. But the same token, they recognize who I am. I can see them when they're in, there's interaction going on. There's all sorts of things. And um, we're not, uh, we have no idea what's really the control. The best that we can say is it's all electricity, which once again was part of the, 
uh, the New World Agenda. Um, you look at um, um, Madame Blavatsky and et cetera, and that group of people. You know, this whole thing about electricity, everything's electricity. I think to me, it's like every, it's like people don't want to. I think we've been told a big lie. And that is, and you know, this is something I didn't always believe, and I didn't even believe until recently. But there is a, there is a spiritual war going on. And there is something on the other side. There is a... Uh, I don't like the word multi-universes. I think it's all the same. It's all part of this realm that we live in where there are spiritual entities, there's entities that come and go, there's us. Um, that these stories that came from... that we heard from all cultures, and you know, the ones we're probably most familiar, familiar with have a European, Western European uh, connection to them, or, you know, you know, it was Jack and the Beanstalk, or, you know, Humpty Dumpty fell on the wall, whatever. All these little ch- children's rhymes and stories really have another meaning to it. Always. It seems like, not always, but most of the time, it seems like a lot of what we learn about that, that there is the true meaning and then there's, you know, which is, you know, like the, they like to say the esoteric meaning. Um, and I, it, it, there's a certain point when you realize all the teachers in the world can't teach you it. They're not made to teach you it. They can help you and they can inform you. They can help to create the worldview that is necessary, I guess. But the problem is, to get a clear world view at this point takes so much time and of your own energy. And, uh, you know, you can be 50 years old and the only thing you come to a conclusion is, is that everything you were taught was, was based on a bunch of bullshit and lies. Uh, and so, what do you do about that? I mean, what do you do about it? Well, since it looks like Greg has forgotten, we're in the same time zone. We are definitely at the same time zone. He's in Indiana, and I'm in Ohio. And that time zone doesn't change until um, you hit Illinois. Although there are parts of Indiana where that's not the case. So, I don't know. Do I wait and talk uh, uh, for another 20 minutes? (laughs) I don't know. Let's see. I do think there's something going on with the totem pole. When you look at these things and what they look like. Um, And then they try to tell you that they represent different animals. And then you look at the faces on the totem poles and I'm not seeing it. If you just take out the the words, the language, what people are trying to tell you it means, you just look at it for what it is. You look at these totem poles. 
Okay. So you got, uh, it's like, <clears throat> I also don't forget also the imagery from down Central and South America, but when you look at them, they have human faces, humanoid-like faces, all of them, whether it's the bird, and the, the uh, some have one horn, some have two horns. Uh, you look at the different you know, creatures and what they are, and uh, I mean, let's face it, these, these totems are scary looking. Even as an adult, they have this element of fright about them. Warding off what? Uh, you know, you just, you makes you wonder um, if what we're seeing in in the woods either is a token to them or it is a way of driving them away or keeping them away. Although, maybe that's not the case. Maybe in reality, maybe it is a tribute to them. <clears throat> also, here's another thing, too. Just because we see people living in shacks and a little seeming a little backwards does not mean at all that they're the ones backwards. Because we see our grand metropolises with the great architecture and the amazing things that we've done so far with, you know, the infrastructure of cities and of buildings and of uh, great ships and all that kind of stuff. You know, this, there's still limitations to us placed on us. You know, most people think that there's planets and there's no evidence that there is a planet. There's no evidence that you live on a planet. I mean, I've shared on the show about satellites and the Project Loom and how two-thirds of the world doesn't have Internet access and that and they use uh, uh, balloons, believe it or not, balloon technology to keep up with what they quote-unquote satellites was just a, a instrumentation that allows, you know, for receiving and um, sending information to points of interest and concern, so. So we look at satellites of the satellite technologies and since the 50s, and clearly Roswell really was just a satellite, and people didn't, they didn't want people to know that that's the, the true direction that things were going to happen. That... Uh, the use of satellites, uh, balloon satellites, satellites, you know, it kind of like, well, oh, they're just on a balloon up there. There's still some kind of restriction type of thing. Um, and, you know, and we see the things that we can see. by looking at the elk right now and bear and the bobcat. And these are all things that Definitively, we can, uh, we know we can touch, we can put in a cage, we can shoot and kill. We know their existence. But then there's another, the other side of this, the, the, or the world, the forest people, the forest spirits, forest entities, and what they're all about. 
And the uh, only thing that I'm seeing so far uh, is that they have a need to build, but they but they obviously don't have the capacity to build anything of any great substance. Um, and that they like to use the source of trickery. I mean, if you're showing up at people's campsites in the middle of the night and throwing pebbles and rocks and messing with their stuff and messing with the people, what do you think that is? That's trickery. That's, that's, that is, you know, being deceitful. And then you, people walk out of their tent and they can't see anything. Or sometimes they'll see something that's a big shadow that it runs away. And then you hear one moment there something ends up biting some guy's arm off. And the next moment, nothing's happening. So the inconsistency of it all. I mean, you know there's not going to be inconsistency overall with a wild horse, um, a dog. I mean, a dog may bite you. It may do a few things. But we generally understand the behavior of dogs. And they have their personalities and all that. But you keep saying stuff like the turtle and the... Um, the elk and the bear, and then you look at the totems, and none of them look like a belt, an elk or a bear. So I I don't know what to say about the you know most of them have wings, winged creatures. If you look at the winged creatures, these winged creatures sometimes have uh, almost like human-like legs. Uh, the bodies of them are different. They got, and then they're on top of something else on top of someone's head and then usually there's a lot of times they'll have this, some this scary looking creature with this big nose is like a bigfoot uh, hooded nose but uh, huge nostrils and a big mouth and then holding on to another entity now either is that the person that they are holding on to the person whose souls possessed by them um, you know, we are so disconnected. One of the great things about the tool uh, of television and Internet is the fact that it has totally disconnected a vast majority of us, along with the workplace, of what is true reality. We think because we drive on highways and in cars and go to work and eat at fast food restaurants and buy our food at supermarkets, that all that represents the true reality of our uh, exist, um, the paradigm of our existence, what we're, you know, the, the natural world. Of course it's not, right? We do everything in our power to, to struggle with it, to battle with it, to, to avoid it. Um, people say, you know, oh, look at that. They love nature. They love the beauty of a picture of a mountain, a lake, a mountain lake, or a prairie or whatever. And like, none of us, the vast, vast, vast majority of us will ever spend any time in there. So we like looking at it at a distance. And what is it about the fact that when we, from our own eyes, it's one thing, but when it's a photograph, it's another thing? I mean, one of the things that's interesting about photographs is it helps us to focus narrowly, like tunnel vision, in one particular 
area. Then you got your uh, cinematography and you just well, amateur. Uh, you know, it takes a lot of effort to, to really stabilize and have a really perfect piece of, of film footage of anything, especially in nature. Nature is constantly in flux from the way the wind blows the trees and the flowers and the grass and uh, uh, the ripples on the this the lake um, wearing and tearing. It just goes on and on and on. You know what's going on. It's just constant motion. So to think that you're going to get anything good, especially when it comes to these uh, spiritual entities, they command themselves as in a physical form as well. Um, and um, I'm not even talking about portals and all that kind of stuff. You know, these imaginary portals. I think that uh, when you look at it, it's always been that way. You want to call it a portal, a rip of fabric of time? I don't think it's rip or fabric time at all. I think it represents the true time. You know, e- even what we consider or know as time is a man-made construct that was just basically designed and used as a way to uh, more efficiently enslave other human beings. There's many societies where there is no time. I don't know if you ever tried and you ever had that unfortunate experience in your life where you stop uh, paying attention to the clock. Uh, you just stop worrying about the, how much time. So, uh, you know, doing art is one of those things. You know, creating a song, you can't. In order to do something that's appealing and pleasing to you, it takes time. In the sense that it takes your energy and effort. And not to even worry about time per se, but to complete the project when you know when one can, one's own ability. So, so we got totems that are stacked entities. We got birds with faces on their bellies, which uh, tells me something more than it tells me something different today. It tells me that the, also, you know, when we look at well, we winged entities, that we, first of all, is it a bird? Because it's a beak. You know, it's just what we understand it to be. You see these uh, large-headed humans with the big eyebrows and the deep-setted eyes or the bugging eyes, the nose, and maybe it's all an exaggeration simply an artistic way, but um, I don't think so. I think that their totems, the proper totems, represented uh, uh, what was really going on around, what is going around you. I mean, you might not be able to see these things now because we'd systematically destroyed the forest in which they dwell in or are able to manifest themselves in more clearly. And I don't know about you, but every time I ever gone in a forest alone, you know, it's weird things happen. Um, weird dreams happen. Weird drives happen. Um, is it just because uh, I'm superstitious and um, too easily influenced? 
to to suggestion. Well, that could be the case, but that's, you know, I have what's raised by television, so there's probably high probability. In fact, I would say there's a high probability. There is that reality. So I have to ask myself, and keep on remind myself when I look around me, uh, what am I actually seeing? I think a lot of us are trying to portray what the same whole idea of the totem in our own living room, in our own home, and uh, our own bedrooms on our own, you know, try to make it represent that which is us. I'm not knocking modernity, I'm just saying what it is. And uh, that it's clear that quote-unquote modern man with his shaved head and his, or his shaved beard and a lot of guys now they even shave their whole bodies and their balls and everything, you know what I mean? And uh, this whole thing about just totally whatever we were originally designed to do and be to rebel against it all. Maybe we're supposed to. Maybe that's what makes us happy. Although I see an awful lot of people that are very unhappy. But then again, even that whole term, being happy, has this, it's a very loaded term. I mean, maybe the better answer is feeling like you're, um, you're living your true purpose, your existence. You have, you have a reason for living in this shell, this physical shell, and living in this existence. Uh, maybe you have a reason, a purpose. Maybe we all do. Maybe our purpose is to be slaves and slave masters. There doesn't seem to be any intervention between the gods at all. So uh, here's another thing, too, about mistakenly calling spiritual entities uh, gods when that they're just simply God, uh, spiritual entities. Um uh, my fa- one of the things that I've noticed about things is that the more and more you think you got the absolute truth on things, the more and more uh, the creator, the create, the creative force, the creators, you know, we can't even get that right. For some reason, who, what, ever decided to create us has allowed it that to be all confusing. They've also allowed people to you know, do whatever they want. They want to make up a story or they want to have a book and then they have to insist that that's the absolute truth and they actually put some truth in it, but they make it all coded so there's man can't uh, understand it. Once again, the esoteric and exoteric nature of learning these quote-unquote spiritual books, which really means is uh, you you are in the know will be told the quote-unquote truth, what the meaning of the book is, and the general masses will be told something else. Not to empower the general masses, but to keep them down one way or the other. So, what do you do about all that? And I find it interesting that uh, the more one, one reads these books, books of men, you know, the whole source of, the whole system 
the implementation, the um, mechanization of spell casting and how we use that, whether verbally and sometimes seems like almost even more powerfully at times written or the combination thereof, convinces people that what is being said is reality. But there's never, ever, ever you're allowed to say, give me the proof, Maynard. You know, show me the proof. You know, where is it? If you say so, show it to me. So, you know, and there's so many dynamics in that whole thing. It really is quite confusing, life is. Honestly, I think the best way to go about it is just to live life. I think it's, you know, it's good to understand about the new world order was nothing but the old world order. It's a whole idea of a group of men controlling everything and controlling you. And then there's certain groups, you know, it's gang warfare based on the color of your skin, your ethnicity, uh, old, you know, um, old family money and power, um, you know. They want to call themselves the elite. We freely do it because we're, we're uh, being the masses and being that proper uh, train we still call our enemy the wrong name instead of the enemy. And they'll try to tell you it's about class, but it has nothing to do with class either. This is all spiritual. The problem is one, when one really looks at the truth of things, most of us have never had an original idea in our lives. I don't even know if we're even allowed to have that, to be honest with you. Of all the new con- concepts and creations you, and, uh, and developments, you always hear, and at the end of the day, there was some kind of... Uh, you know, uh, I, there was something, a drive. I had a drive. There was a voice in my head, whatever, that motivated people to do what they do. And what that means is there's an inward world. They want to call it a spiritual world, which is all, it's all just a big clusterfuck of a mess of a word at this point. And I think that's one of the things that the, um, you know, the whole principle, Jesuitical principles of learning against learning that gets you so confused you don't have an idea what's going on. So, so you know, uh, well, yeah, the thunder, the uh, tornado warnings and sirens are going off. All, all those folks down south there having problems with tornadoes, prayers are with you. Up here, it's been raining four days straight. It's miserable. I've forgotten. Last year, it wasn't anything like that. So, so if you hear the, the tornado siren going off, it's because it's noon time on Friday, and that's when they do it. But, um, you, know, you know, yeah, really, what is going on? Is it okay to say, I don't know? Is it okay to say, I, I, I want to know, and I'm going to try and try and try? I should get to a certain point, you realize that, you know, when we talk about the mouth, 
and the words that come out of mouth. And it's like a two a double-edged sword, right? And how easy it is to manipulate each other through words and spellcasting and all that kind of thing. So you need to demand stuff like, you know, give me the proof. And if it's a computer-generated image or even the drawings that I'm doing, I'm representing what I'm seeing in the videos. But that's sufficient amount of proof for you to believe in what I'm sharing to you is, is the truth? I hope not. I hope you have enough critical thinking to say, you know what? Could be. Could not be. I need more evidence. And there's certain things in our life, in our world, that just we will not be able to be allowed to have the more evidence. Um, So anyways, this show, what did we talk about? We talked about uh, tree apes in Ontario and Maine and New York. We talked about the totem pole and what it might truly represent. We talked about stacking, how these entities, these animals that we like to call Bigfoot and Sasquatch um, have different faces completely. I mean, it's totally different than, you know, People will say, you know, well, they look at uh, human beings and everyone has just a little bit of a different face. And that's how you can tell each other apart. Yet they're a human face. These things, I don't know what, you know, are they uh, demonic faces? Are they uh, some kind of woodland forest people faces? I mean, how do you define that? Because, you know, one has ears that's pointing out like a freaking teddy bear, then and the next one has, uh, you know, looks like a a great ape, and then the next one looks like something from a horror film, and then the next one hardly has any hair. I mean, and you look at it, yeah, okay, they have two eyes usually and a nose. They're very drastically in my mouth. Um, are they ogres? Are they trolls? Are they um, troglodytes? Are we talking about a holy, a humanoid different race of beings? What what would make us any different than them if we uh, didn't do the things that we do today? You know, the average woman needs to put on makeup and dye her hair and pluck her eyebrows and she has to sculpt her whole face and try to make herself as, as pretty as possible. You know, it, it's it's a form of witchcraft. It really is. Um, I mean, that's just how it is. And as a man, you know, there's when I was early and young in life, I appreciated that. If you're going to make love to a woman, you certainly want to look at a pretty face. Because, um, you know, as fun as it is sticking your honey, your, your stinger in the honey, that uh, honey eventually starts to get sour. So, then the reason why women make you know their face all pretty is to try to attract an ideal mate. And um, then there's others that they do it that is simply out of control. They just want to manipulate and get as much out of people, and they know that. Uh, 
uh, you know, through getting meals and giving their money and their time and attention because they don't have their own identity, their own, or maybe that is their true identity. Maybe some women are meant to be manipulative. They're designed to be so, you know. Maybe some people are meant to be eugenicists and and are just absolutely meant to, to kill people. I'm not saying that it's right, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't be punished for it. I'm just saying where they created originally for that is destiny, is basically what it is. When it comes to uh, what we call Bigfoot or Sasquatch or the forest people, is it destiny that some people will interact with them? When I say interaction, it's it's usually either a very frightful way or a very mysterious way, but there's not a lot going on. There's not a lot of great knowledge going on. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, anything except trickery and their way of trying to get something out of us. It sounds exactly like what they talk about spirits in the spirit realm and the demonic side where they want worship and they want attention and they want you to take, you know, to put them up on a pedestal. They're the same entities with their great powers that they exert, the ones that actually were used to build the old edifices and structures of the past. Are things being brought back together again? And if you look at guys like Parsons, you know, and um, Hubbard and and Crowley and John D and just they're just some of the names of the many who have a, a, have been commissioned to bring back the old the past the old world order, which is you know what they call the new world order, which is just <clears throat> basically this uh, deeper interaction with the dark magic and spirits of the past. That's the reason why we're seeing the things that we're seeing now. This is all part of the externalization of the hierarchy and to get to a point of helping people realize that who's really in charge or running the show or being loud to. You know how things to ask. And people say, well, yeah, it's easy for you to say you're an armchair researcher. Yeah, I am. And I'm probably not going to be, and after the things that I've been seeing, even uh, I'll be even less encouraged to go it off the beat path to interact with this stuff. For those that do, you know, may God bless you and protect you. I don't know. Weird interactions with people. I do think there's a spiritual side to it all. That's why people don't show up or they end up getting weird and stuff. They want to pass, you know, do this for that, cast a spell on you or all sorts of weirdness. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.